Before we get started today, we just want to thank everyone who's sent us a review and specifically those of you who have left us a voice message on the Anchor app, including the guys from the Startup Diary podcast, Phil, how do you say his last name? Disforges? Phil Disforges, sorry if I'm butchering that, and Patty Wadden from Newfoundland, Canada. What's up, Colin Smear? Patty Wadden here from Newfoundland, Canada. Have you ever heard? It's on the East Coast, furthest East Coast place in North America. Just giving you a shout out to keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing stuff. Uh, if you're ever in Newfoundland, give us a shout. We can get you screeched in. You'll love to know what that is. It's kissing that cod right on the lips. Followed by two shots of screech rum, which is which is delicious. And if you like icebergs, we can totally show you then. Thanks for the message, Patty. And I guess maybe we'll come to Canada and get screeched in. We want to do a whole episode based on the voice messages you guys send us. So check out the Anchor app, download it, and go to our show page. You can actually click to leave us a voice message and ask us a question, maybe give us a topic to riff on. Just let us know what you think. We're going to do a whole episode based off of the voice messages we receive on Anchor. This week on the Colin and Samir podcast, we're talking about the value of sticking to a schedule when it comes to creating content. Now, appointment viewing is nothing new in entertainment. Live sports and shows like Game of Thrones have found tons of success by committing to a release schedule. On this episode, we get into our desire to find a consistent release schedule, the value of doing so, and the struggles we've had every time we've tried. Did you watch? No, I didn't. But you flew in directly from New York and went straight to your Game of Thrones party. Yeah, I would never have thought of doing anything but. <laughs> it's actually wild, though, because it, it, like, yes, Coachella took over my Instagram this weekend, but it was like a hard shift. I had friends who came back early from Coachella to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm not surprised. I would have done it. I, there's no way I would have stayed for whatever Ariana Grande's performance is right now. I mean, it's going on probably right now. But you got to understand that I've been watching Game of Thrones with the same group of group of people for almost five years. So, okay. I, I'm curious to know right now from all of our podcast listeners, you can tweet at us. Do you watch? Do you watch Game of Thrones or do you not? Like, I can't get into that show. Um, but I just can't get into it. I don't like Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I don't. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Are there dungeons in the show? Yes. Are there dragons? Yes. So that was an accurate comment that but I don't you're like. you're talking about a card game. No, I just said I don't like Dungeons and Dragons. You made the correlation between the card game. <laughs> That's a low burn, man. I don't like World of Warcraft. You're, you are... Man. Yeah, it's just, Anyone who does listen to Game of Thrones not, is just, just fuming <laughs> right now. Okay, anyway, I want to know how many people watch it. But I, it's, it's a very amazing phenomenon you're right the show is incredible yeah. it's an amazing phenomenon i can i can acknowledge that i only watched one episode with you and i just again i couldn't i couldn't latch on to it but you respected it yeah i respect it i mean i respect the fact that it's like a movie every time yeah it's like a movie every time it's long form some of the episodes were like two hours right yeah close to it yeah and it's the same time every sunday and people will cancel their plans pay a ton of money to go to Coachella and just drive two and a half hours back to Los Angeles to watch this show. That's a very unique thing to happen in 2019 when everything is on demand. Yeah, but you know why people will... But it's it's because... 
I think when you watch over a long period of time, it creates a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shared experience. It's the same reason why you would go to Coachella because you like you could watch Coachella on your phone, but it's it's not the same as being there with other people in that environment. And that's the same thing with Game of Thrones is that especially now with like Twitter and Instagram, when you're watching it with your group of friends, and you go on Instagram afterwards, you recognize you were actually watching at the same time as the whole world having this collective experience. Oh, we checked Twitter right. immediately after. Exactly. And there were all types of memes referencing uh, <laughs> one part of the show. And it was incredible. It was great. We were all sharing them in our text thread after watching together. And, and that collective experience has been around forever in like entertainment and in just like human nature. Like people like having a collective shared experience. And it's, it's why live TV is so powerful, uh, especially from an advertising perspective, because you know you have all of these people here at the same time with a shared interest. What's interesting, though, and the reason I want to talk about this is like, you know, it's something that people refer to as appointment viewing, saying like, hey, this is the day and time that this is going to come out. And when you give people an appointment, it's more likely that everyone's going to come together and watch it, you know, as like a shared community. Some stuff that YouTube is really trying to promote with Premiere the feature where it's like there's a countdown until the episode premieres and they're trying to get everyone to watch it at the same time. But as much as the world is on demand, appointment viewing, if the like if you can make appointment viewing happen, it's the absolute best way to release anything. Definitely. I, it takes a lot more uh, commitment from the fan to clear their schedule and make sure that they're there at that time. But I think because of that, it also creates a stronger sense of fandom. Yeah, but it's also the like the opposing force to it, I think, is binge watching. Like when Netflix releases the entire season at once and it's just like, go for it, right? That's mm-hmm. like the opposite of it. So it's interesting that we live in the world where binge watching has become massive. On-demand watching has become, you know, the, the way that people interact with content. But there's still these things like live sports, award shows, and now, really, only like Game of Thrones. What else is there that people will drop everything on a Sunday night, get together at the same time as everyone else and watch something? It's really just Game of Thrones, right? Right now, I think so, yeah. It's Game of Thrones, sports, and award shows. You know, I was thinking about this tonight before the episode uh, aired. I filled out a fantasy bracket for which characters were going to die first and in which episode of the final season. And um, is everyone else hearing this? So yeah, no, I just yeah, want to make the make... point okay. that, that, look, every year that the draft comes around for NFL fantasy football, mm. I get an invite. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've stopped getting invites, but I used to get invites. Mm-hmm. And I never would actually fill out a bracket. But I'll tell you what, I got handed a bracket tonight before the show, and I was just, I, I was just running analytics, really thinking hard about each character, going into their backstory, thinking about when they're going to die. I want to win, man. I want to win that bracket. I don't even. So know, there's something about Game of Thrones. I don't even know what that means. So there's wait, something you said about the, Game the of Thrones. Bracket is when they're gonna die. Who's gonna die? If they're going to die, okay. which episode they will die, uh, and then the tiebreaker is you got to put down the uh, minute of an ep- of during the episode, like which specific minute they're going to die, and then if you're closer to the time, you'll you'll win that round. Mm. So sounds like something you'd want to get in on, probably. No. I- I zoned out. I've, Got I don't it. know what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking right. of my next thing I was going to bring up. Cool. Great. <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> but the concept that you are doing fantasy for it, I think 
what's important to recognize and why this conversation is relevant to us as we continue on as creators and to anyone else who wants to create art or anything like that is developing super fandom is the key to building a career as a creator. Um, like super fans are really important. It's like a fan who's going to fill out a fantasy bracket. Is That defines if you've really developed something meaningful to an audience. Um, you see like, you know, guys like like Casey Neistat, who's a huge influence uh, for me and for us, is, is there's like a, like a community that speaks a certain language that has like certain iconography that we connect with as being part of the Casey Neistat community. It's the same with Game of Thrones. Like so many people were tweeting things that I couldn't really understand. And being an outsider makes the community really strong because from the outside looking in, you're like, wow, there's so much to this world that all of my friends know. You know. Yeah, I think especially specifically on YouTube, there's a couple things happening. Uh, if a YouTuber or creator picks a specific day, that's a time when the audience knows that they can communicate with each other in the comments, right? They're all going to congregate. Yeah, there, there's the a book called Tribes by Seth Godin, which I loved. Such a great book, especially if you're again if you're trying to become an artist um, and build a community around your art. He basically talks about like when you release your art, it's actually a huge opportunity for your community to interact with each other. So it's essentially like you're opening the doors to like a convention hall every time you press publish on YouTube. And the best example from our friends who do this is Yes Theory. Yeah. Sunday nights when the, or Sunday mornings, sorry, Sunday mornings when their episode comes out, their whole community gets to assemble and talk to each other and share in the same experience. So one huge key to success on YouTube is appointment viewing. It's the same thing that Game of Thrones does, which is Sunday night, this comes out. On YouTube, if you're sporadically uploading, like we do uh, right now, <laughs> it's not a great path to building a strong community because they don't know when to assemble. They have no idea when you're going to show your face. Like right now, all, everyone listening has no idea when we're going to upload a video again. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's, that's a, yeah, And that's a challenge. Yeah, um, for us that we're trying to overcome. It, it also doesn't allow the audience to uh, grow with us as much and sort of benchmark from episode to episode. Because if we were to commit to uh, one day, uh, every, like every week, no matter what, throughout that month, we now have like probably the same day that we shoot every week. And you'll see the progression of if I get a haircut or if you and I talk about something like, I don't know, like what shoes I'm wearing or something, just anything like trivial like that. But if we want to bring it up in another episode, you know, that episode is coming and there's an opportunity to talk about sort of that, that theme, or like you said, with Casey common iconography, like with his sunglasses, mm -hmm. appointment viewing just offers a guaranteed opportunity to have enough time for a viewer to really sink into to who you are and, and what you're about. Yeah, and I think, uh, I actually really think that like our podcast has been the best example of uh, appointment content, I guess, from us. Like this podcast, when we're on, typically is super consistent on Mondays. And even right now, this is, this is 10.30 on Sunday night, and we're recording this because we want to make sure we're able to get out the episode Monday because that's, that's the 
that's the community we've built is like mm-hmm. comes out on Mondays. So, and we've seen significant decrease in numbers when it doesn't come out Monday. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, it's so telling um, that appointment viewing is still the most important thing. Um, even though if you ask anyone else, like it, it might feel counterintuitive primarily because Instagram is, is Instagram appointment viewing? I don't think not so. really because the algorithm is also like it'll just show you stuff kind of at random. Yeah. So that's a, that's a platform that's massive that doesn't really have maybe like Instagram stories you could build a community around like appointment viewing. If you say you're going to be there every day. Yeah, I, I guess. guess so. I guess it's very different. I guess it's primarily YouTube and television that's appointment viewing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but it got me thinking about it this weekend with um Coachella, which is like this big tentpole shared experience that people have with Game of Thrones, which is a big tentpole shared experience people have, and thinking about how important that is to building a community. Is yeah. You have to have this like appointment where people can gather. It also creates like FOMO, right? Mm-hmm. If you guarantee you're going to do it on the same day every year or whatever, uh, same day every week when people are talking about it after it's going to create that sense if you don't know what they're everyone's talking about you kind of want in right and and you can guarantee that by making sure that everyone is doing something at the same time that's like a huge way to guarantee that others feel left out which is you know that when, when those words were coming out of my mouth i was like man that's not not the intention. That's, that's not the intention, but it's just, it's a big part the of the intention is to make sure actually that everyone is included. Right. Uh, so that you're communicating actually with them more so. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of commitment. Like it's been tough for us, obviously, to commit to a day. We started our channel that way. Yeah, we did. But we probably did that for what, six weeks? Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, it's interesting. Six weeks is like our cap. We did that yeah. for the breakdown as well. It was six weeks uh, of regular how, scheduled. How does that make you feel when you think about it? Frustrated. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because I, I get disappointed actually. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's very frustrating because I I think about it. I'm like, man, above all, I would love to release a video every week. And then you think, okay, that, so that should be one of my top priorities. And then it's like, well, how is that? How has that yeah. not been a top priority? I just don't want to stand for. An inability to commit. Hmm. That's what I think about yeah. a lot. And I know also the value that committing when, when we were building the lacrosse network and we were doing a video uh, every week, no matter what, the value that it brought not only to our community, but to you and I as creators. It's just, it structures your life better uh, and the response is better and the relationship you're able to to have with your community is is enhanced. There's something that I really like about, you know, when we worked with Yes Theory on Frozen Alive and we were just given a date that it was going to release and it's just like, no matter what. Um, when it's put on you and there's other people involved, the pressure is like very serious to the point where it's like, we have to get this done no matter what, especially when you announce it to an audience of that size. I felt that same pressure when it came to lacrosse network, when we would announce that a big documentary or something was coming out or a series was coming out every Monday. It was like, this is, 
it's not even a question this is coming out. Yeah. I think when we put our own deadlines on ourselves, right now it's harder to you know, commit and just yeah. say like we're going to keep that promise to ourselves. But we built that muscle with the lacrosse network, which was cool. Yeah. To put to put those deadlines on ourselves, we really did mm-hmm. of of just putting it out there and sticking to it. So mm-hmm. that's why I also look at this and it kind of disappoints me sometimes. I'm like, man, I really want to do this, but it just Oof, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was talking to um, Thomas, who's who's one of the main editors for Yes Theory, and when we were having, when we were so much pressure was mounting for um, Frozen Alive, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this on this podcast, but one thing that happened with Frozen Alive is there's six seconds of black in the movie. Oh, man. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, when, when that thing came out, like we found out that there was six seconds of black in that movie. And we had worked as hard as we possibly could up until the last, the final hours where we went to sleep at like two in the morning after working on it. And then it was uploaded in the morning. Um, but we had not watched it all the way through and didn't notice that there was six seconds of black. There was a couple different people who had, had uh, made some changes. So it was like, it was just, you know, we should have watched it all the way through. But because we set that deadline that it was going to come out at this time, it was uploaded and it was set live even with six seconds of black. And that was, that was really tough on us to the point where Colin and I didn't speak for three hours once we found out. <laughs> just kind of sat next to each other and didn't say anything, which was... I was just shocked. Yeah. It was like shell shock. Uh, but th- the reason I bring that up is because I talked to Thomas after that and he told me one time they released a video and he showed it to me where the whole thing was subtitled and the subtitles were completely wrong for the entire video. Like it was just... To- they came on at the wrong time and they didn't, the wrong time. they didn't they say didn't what was say, actually being said. It was just different sentences. It was like misspelled words. It was just completely wrong. And I asked him, I was like, why didn't you, what happened here? And he's like, well, it just had to go up because it was, it was on schedule. You know, like that's, it was, that was the schedule. And so there's some level, there's some middle ground there, but that, that level of discipline those guys have of it's going to go up. We're going to improve next week. doesn't matter if we made it like, it's okay if we made a mistake because we have another opportunity. Let's make it better next week. Let's be better the week, week, week. Right. So when you set those constraints for yourself, you improve a lot because you make a mistake, uh, but you have a week to fix that mistake, yeah. but you only have a week. And you don't forget the mistake is still top of mind mm-hmm. while you're starting the next video. So when I was, if, if people don't know this, but I was a, a high school lacrosse coach for four years when I was in college. And I remember I used to say this to the, the, the kids when um, we were in season, which was like the best thing is that we have a game next week. So after the game, it's like you make any sort of mistakes. We do something that we thought we could have done better. Well, here's the amazing thing. We have a game scheduled next week. Let's get better. And that's something that I think I really want for us in our channel is making that schedule, making those appointments, making that constraint where it's, okay, we both know we could have done better on this video, but here's the great thing. We have an upload scheduled for seven days from now. Let's do better. Yeah, I mean, constraints are really just the opportunity to fail. Mm. And you have to have opportunities to fail. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we're very hard on ourselves, but 
we actually probably aren't failing enough. I agree. Right? You need to keep messing up. And mm-hmm. maybe these are just minor. They're not huge. Uh, but you need to have opportunities that are set in stone where you're going to try mm. so that you can fail to then get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of our, one of, at least my personal mantras when we were doing lacrosse network was always fail fast and reiterate, which I love. Like I, that's, that's such a thing that I believe in. It's go as quickly as you can to make it and then make adjustments based on whatever you just did. Um, but we had a constraint with lacrosse network when we started, which was one video a day. And that was, you know, aggressive. Uh, but we learned so much. I don't think if we didn't do that, like, I don't think we would have learned as much as we did as quickly as we did. We learned a yeah. lot about making videos by releasing a video every day. Yeah. I mean, we learned a lot about making a movie with making a 45 minute doc with yes theory because we had a week to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know that story, you can go on our YouTube channel and watch a video called yes theory gave us one week to make a movie. And, uh, you can also watch the movie itself. It's linked in that video. But it, we literally had six days to make a, a doc. And we've been talking about making a 45-minute doc for six years. <laughs> yeah. So when you're given that, okay, I have six days to do it, and that pressure mounts, you actually are going to do it. And now, today, if someone said, I need a 45-minute doc, or, hey, do you want to make a 45-minute doc about this? I know so much about it now. Which I didn't know for the past six years what that would actually what mean. that actually means. Yeah. The good thing is right now I truly feel very energized around making mm-hmm. the next video and making it a little bit more creative. Uh, I just feel like I'm starting to figure YouTube out a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to make another video. It was pretty exciting for the last video we made to you know, do as well as it did. I think that was so re-energizing. It was like trying to find our voice and our, our identity has been such a longer process than I anticipated. Um, and it's because, you know, this brand of Colin and Samir is Colin and Samir. We were working on the lacrosse network. That's a third party brand that isn't Colin and Samir. So as if Colin and Samir change with the times, the lacrosse network still the brand of the lacrosse network but if colin and samir the channel like that that's been very hard to pin down a brand for that channel yeah it was of, in- of content because we're evolving so much on a daily basis the lacrosse network was we are ambassadors and just messengers for the brand of the lacrosse network mm-hmm. sometimes people would just ask like how can i how how'd you get your job at the lacrosse network right. you know it was funny uh-huh. like thinking that there was like some big hiring process or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, any extra sort of like charisma or fun or creativity that we had with the videos that was more personal to us was an added value that built the, got to continue building the brand. Mm-hmm. But we really were there to just talk about and inform the lacrosse community and connect with members of the lacrosse community. And so now with the Colin and Samir channel, we have always been struggling with, well, what is the thing we talk about now? Right. Because it was always set in stone. Oh, we talk about lacrosse. Mm -hmm. So now what do we want to talk about? And our interests are very scattered. Oh, man. That's one of the biggest things is we have a lot of different interests and we want to make videos about all of them. But 
again, it's a, it's a tougher way to build a community. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but you know, seeing things on Instagram or on YouTube and getting swayed by them, mm-hmm. both you and I were very susceptible, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, to being swayed by, oh, well, this is working. Well, that's cool. I want to be the best at that. I want to do this and changing every two, three weeks. Uh, and now I, I think both you and I are sinking in a little bit to the idea of picking a lane that's right for us and sticking to it. And I think this this has been a long discovery process. I'm very grateful for it because it feels like something that no matter what I had to go through. So it's it's almost like this is, I'm going to draw a strange parallel here, but I did a, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if this makes sense, but I'm going to say it. I did a workout class over the weekend and it was super challenging. Uh, it was one of the more challenging like fitness classes I've taken. And 10 minutes into an hour long class, I'm like, this is, this sucks. Like, this is going to be really hard for the next hour. And as I thought about it, I was like, this is really interesting that actually, as I'm going through this, I'm like dripping sweat. Like, this is the the meat and bones of this thing. And afterwards, I already know I'm going to feel amazing, but I have to make it through this. And afterwards, I felt great. I felt awesome. And I went on with my day and I was like, so happy I did that. And I look at this time as the extended version of that. It's like, we have to go through this. And the thing that's crazy is we're going through it publicly. Everyone's watching us try and find ourselves, especially as creators. Everyone's watching us do it, but it's like that middle of a fitness class or middle of like an obstacle course (laughs) where it's super challenging. You're sweating a ton and you're like, is this ever, am I ever going to make it to the other side of this? Or like, I can't wait to feel what that feels like when I'm past this. Um, and that's what I feel like we're in the next, maybe like chapter two of this going into chapter three and like on our way out. I think also sometimes I have to keep myself from asking, will this be anything Mm. and change it to this is this, something this now. Is something now. <laughs> we, I got an amazing text that I sent you from Levi Allen, who's a creator on YouTube as well. You should definitely check him out. He's an amazing filmmaker, cinematographer. Um, and he's a guy who has supported us a lot, whether it's through listening to our podcast and you know hitting us up on Twitter, even years ago, like year and a half, two years ago when we were small. Uh, and, and, and he's an awesome creator. He ended up linking up with Casey Neistat and doing like awesome series, just good. He's a good YouTube creator. And he sent me an amazing text out of nowhere, just saying like, he's kind of like heard us talk about being kind of lost and all this stuff. And, uh, just went back and watched a ton of our videos and was like, I actually think it's, I think you guys are like on the right track. It was such a nice text yeah, it, it, it was so like I felt so supported by a fellow member of the creator community. Yeah, I mean the value of someone going out of their way to send a note that you didn't ask them to send, um, no matter what it is, just means so much. I think it's similar to uh, the podcast that you did with Houston, and Houston talked about mm. um, that parent who sent letters for years. Mm-hmm. You know that every time that that parent decided to write a letter to their son or daughter, it was a real act of love to go take their time out of their day to do that. And I honestly likened that note from Levi uh, to that podcast and to that example because he didn't have to go back and watch all of our videos. He didn't have to write a note about 
you know, write a, a note of encouragement and send it to us, but he did. And it, it means a lot when you get those sort of what seem like out of nowhere notes of encouragement. Absolutely. It, it, it was, it was super nice and just really great to have, um, support. It's, it, it's really meaningful to have people around you, you know, it, 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 it can just feel isolating to be a creator, which is weird because you're building an audience and a community, but it can just, it feels like you're doing something and you have no idea if it's like, is this, it's really weird. Is this, am I, am I doing this right? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think so. Uh, but that second guessing, I think also stems from a little bit of lack of self understanding, like, like deep self awareness. Like I think we've been not super clear on our own personal identities. And I think that's also led to a little bit of feeling unfulfilled, mm-hmm. right? So if you also, if you're feeling fulfilled, you, you probably question it less. Mm-hmm. So how this relates back to appointment viewing and Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> one, of the, one of the keys to building community from a creative perspective is creating an appointment or a schedule and a routine for your audience to gather, come together and enjoy what you've created, connect with your story. Um, It's one of the most amazing things about when Casey Neistat went daily was it became daily. Like you could connect to that community on a daily basis that, and when he wouldn't upload, people would get angry. Mm -hmm. That was, that was wild. And it's the same thing. If next Sunday Game of Thrones wasn't on, would you be angry? Is that even a, a real question? Right, but that I is... I would be furious. That's amazing community development that people are like upset if it doesn't exist. And I think what's interesting too is when a show or a channel is commits to a schedule for years at a time. I remember mm-hmm. when The Office ended. Mm-hmm. I think I cr- almost cried or I choked <laughs> up because I felt like these were characters that I had grown up with. Mm-hmm through high school and college Mm -hmm. and that I had grown so much throughout this time that I've also been the one of the constants throughout all that time has been this show. And I feel that way with game of Thrones now for my post college life as it comes to a close Mm -hmm. (laughs) thinking, honestly thinking that like this, this, Mm -hmm. this group of people that I watch with, right. We've grown up a lot, you know, it's been what six years in six years. Yeah. And this is the final season. And this is the final season, and we've met. Yeah, but these they're going to make some new fantasy show that you're going to get you, into. Battlestar Galactica or I gotta, Star I got to put the mic down. Something, and like, something, take, something take a walk sort. right now. Something of the sort. This is... I don't think I've cursed on this podcast. I'm not going to, but I'm close, man. I'm, okay, so that's point one. Appointment viewing is a massive opportunity to build strong community. Point two is when you create a self, you know, a self-inflicted appointment or how would you say this? Just like a, when you create that for yourself. When you impose a constraint on yourself. Yeah, when you impose a schedule and you announce it to your audience, you as the creator also are going to create better things because you're going to evolve week over week and you, you just don't have a choice. You have to press publish. And when you have to press publish... You're going to just make better and better and better and better stuff. And people are going to get to come with you on that journey. 
I don't know if there's a point three. I think point three is we're going to to keep working towards that. And I think we just have to just go. Just be, this is what we do. And and everything else that comes in the way of it, we have to reorganize our priorities. Because that's something you and I both really want to do is release a video on a consistent schedule. So everything else should be like there's obviously certain priorities, right? Okay, we have to figure out how to make this a proper business and take care of our, our necessities and make sure we're all on track. But once those three are done, everything else shouldn't be a priority. Mm-hmm. Like if the video isn't figured out for the week, nothing else is a priority. And I think that level of discipline is is absolutely required. We've seen it in some of the biggest creators that we've interacted with. They have that level of discipline. Yeah. No, I'm excited about it. I think we have a real opportunity to do it with where we're at right now. I mean, the last video we made didn't take a week to make. Mm-hmm. And it performed pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to make. So I think if we build off that, we'll get closer to a model of a video that we can make with everything else we have going on and make sure that we can actually be consistent. And I think something that would be really great from all of you out there who are listening is feedback. Feedback and accountability. Those two things would be amazing. You know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, um, man, I would also love to see these guys put out a video once a week. Uh, you know, hit us up. Let us know. Let us know what you think about this. Um, let us know what you think about everything we've created from whenever you started viewing. You know, does it feel to you like it's all one big uh, group of of different styles of content or does it feel kind of cohesive? I think I, it's harder for us to see that from the inside, um, but it's interesting to hear people's feedback on that. And if you watch Game of Thrones, make sure to tweet at Samir Chaudhry. He wants to uh, get in on the discussion. <laughs> Let me say something real quick. I think I really appreciated was how many people hit us up about flossing and Zac Efron vlogs. <laughs> that was great. That was just fantastic. I found out through Floss a tweet. Flex. Yeah, I found out through a tweet today. Are you still flossing every day? Yeah, man. Every day. I missed a couple, but but I went home. I was I was home in New Jersey and I had family stuff. Non excuse. Did you bring floss with oh, you? Look, I did. Life got in the way. Mm. I missed a day, man. One. Two. Two? Two. That's it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie again on this podcast. It was two. <laughs> <laughs> it was two. It was two days. That's it. I also skipped meditating. Yeah, okay. There, yeah. Discipline. Dude, uh, discipline. Discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need help. I need help with it. But I'll get back to it now that I'm in LA. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, found out about a new Zac Efron vlog, which I haven't watched. But maybe we'll watch it and do a review of it on the on the next episode of the podcast. The one I told you to watch? The travel, I didn't, the I travel didn't, vlog? I didn't watch that one. What, what even is this friendship, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. As always, tweet at us. Let us know um, any topics. We have something really exciting happening this week. Something I've wanted for a long time, kept deeply in as like an intention of mine, which was to um, get invited to a Samsung event. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's super exciting. I can't wait to go. Uh, it's it's. We'll tell you more about it once we once we go and experience all of it. It's what day t- is it? Tuesday. I gotta get a haircut. Do you? Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, so that's on Tuesday, which is awesome. So we'll definitely be talking about that um, next week. And we will also probably make a video about it. Uh, if not, we'll definitely have a video coming out soon on the YouTube channel. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Check out our last video 
um, about Lily Singh and Late Night. Let us know what you think about that. And appointment viewing. If you have any thoughts on it, tweet at us. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. Thanks to everyone who's listening, especially everyone in the UK. It's actually one of our bigger audience groups and that's so cool to see that people are listening from around the world we love to see where you're listening to the show from so if you're listening to the show right now screenshot your phone and post on instagram location tag where you're listening from it's so cool to see where everyone listens to our show from Again, next week, we are doing something a little bit different. We want to answer your questions and hear from you using the Anchor app and the voice message feature. It's really cool to hear your guys' voice, uh, to actually have you ask us questions and give us topics. So download the Anchor app, leave us a voice message, and we'll see you back here next Monday for another episode of the Colin and Samir podcast.